You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a uh, still poignant and relevant show uh, regarding what you need to know uh, before you buy a mapping drone. And considering we just had a mapping class and we had another student fall prey to this exact issue, uh, it's still very relevant. Um, but today we're going to be focusing more so on the Mavic 3's relevance. But I'm going to give you four questions that you should be asking yourself mm. uh, when you are ready to buy a mapping drone because I feel like a lot of people... They get information from people who just want to sell a product. And uh, to me, that's disgusting. I met or I worked with a lot of salespeople who were like that. And they ne were never really successful over the long term. I mean, there there is there is consequences to treating people like that. But hopefully you can avoid this issue as a whole. Because if you're like me, then you just want to avoid problems altogether rather than falling prey to them. And that's why being an informed buyer is so powerful. So on that note, welcome to the show. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. And as always, very, very thankful um, to be hanging out here with you guys. So thank you for being uh, Astro New listeners. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to help out because uh, this is what this is what drives us. As many of you know, our purpose at DroneU is to help you take flight with confidence and to give you everything you need to set up a successful business or become a successful pilot, which is why we have the largest library of drone courses uh, on the internet. So make sure if you're not a member, become a member today. Just go to thedroneu.com. But thanks for the support, everyone. We do appreciate it. And thank you also for the negative commenters who have a, uh, a lack of empathy. Uh, it always does keep us on our toes. So thank you. <laughs> Grateful for you as well. I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, some of, there's always... Mean, you've seen the bumper sticker, mean people suck. Mm -hmm. Truth. Well, and mean people suck behind a, uh, a computer screen. And sometimes it's always like the same three people who write negative stuff. And it's like, okay, you either work for another company or you have nothing to do or you're dealing with something that you don't want to address. And so because of all those things, I honestly feel bad for those people. There is truth in that. I think um, as, a, as a good friend of mine once said, if you run into people that are really difficult to engage with for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> no, well, anyways, assume that they've maybe gone through something difficult or you just don't know a person's circumstances, even if it's an ongoing issue for some of these people. Um, who knows what their circumstances are? So compassion is a great way to lead with. Amen. On that note, let's hear this question. Man, how do we get on that? Humility. Because <laughs> mean people suck. <laughs> uh, or that. Hi, my name is David. I just bought a Mavic 3, and I'm brand new to the droning industry. I was hoping to or plan to start a business that in uh, mapping services and inspections. But I just discovered that the Mavic 3 will not work, is not supported by any of the mapping software. Can you address this at all? Or tell me what I should do. Should I return the Mavic 3? Or are they planning on doing an update that will change this? Thank you. Thank you very much for the question, David. I 
Man, I feel uh, I feel bad for you, but in the end, you still have a really cool drone. I'm not sure what Paul's going to tell you to do here, but... Um, Here's one right here. There's a lot that you can do with it. It's super cool. Um, but mapping? Yeah, probably not really what it's intended for. <sighs> yeah. The, which who is, knew? Which is unfortunate. Um, we did ask DJI uh, what the plans are for the Mavic 3 to have that SDK capability. And for those of you who aren't familiar with SDK, that's the Software Development Kit, which essentially allows third-party application developers to tap into the flight controller's uh, control sequences and be able to essentially tell it what to do. Um, but uh, before we get too deep into the Mavic 3 issue specifically, um, let's go over the four questions that you really should be asking yourself or whoever you're working with. Uh, I wouldn't personally, I would do my own research, but uh, I know a lot of people like the uh, convenience of getting questions asked and answered, although sometimes we have to factor in the sources of which we are asking. Which, by the way, we did for mining, right? That is very true. So we actually reached out to an expert and yeah. spent some time with them. And Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, shout out to uh, Red Panda Mining. Thanks for helping us out, man. So that said, when it comes to buying a mapping drone, there's still a very big issue. Uh, this uh, just happened to one of our members in California. They bought a drone from what was a really well-known camera company that has also been selling drones for a while. And he was asking them for a mapping drone. You know what drone they told him to buy? Mavic 2 Pro. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, and we were like, literally on the day three of acquisition class, we were like, okay, we're going to show you why in 30 seconds you don't want a Mavic 2 Pro to do mapping. And he's like, okay, show me. And so we set up <laughs> set up a double grid, right? And under a Phantom, you know, set up to go fast, not in safe mode. And it was over the office, and it was a 13-minute long flight at, a I believe, about 160 feet in altitude. Oh, and so I said, okay, well, let's talk about doing this uh, mapping mission now with a Mavic 2 Pro. So I changed the settings to go to Mavic 2 Pro, and it says, we recommend that you fly in safe mode. So I put it in safe mode, and a 13-minute flight went to 38 minutes. No. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, this, in a nutshell, is exactly why we say you don't map with Mavics, because they don't have that global shutter or that mechanical shutter where you have to slow down the drone and capture an image. The unique does the same thing, and you have to capture an image at pretty much every waypoint. So instead of because the shutter's not going correct all at once. You're having to stop picture. Correct. Stop. Otherwise uh, you get blur. Damn. Yeah, otherwise you get blur in the well, images. Yeah, of course. I mean So the question Rob physics. as a business consultant as a as a business wizard yourself Oops. uh thinking about okay, so if it takes 3 times longer to fly the same mission and almost, let's say, 50% longer to process the same data, is that scalable for our business? No, of course not. I mean, yeah, of course not. It doesn't take a business genius, which I'm not to figure that out. But no, that's crazy. I, di I didn't know it was triple. Yeah, well, it used to be like double, but I guess and now... And that's just in the acquisition side. Correct. Processing is even... Even though you slowed the, correct me if I'm wrong, but even though you slowed down the acquisition, processing is going to take a little bit longer as well, correct? Yes, because it has the linear rolling shutter correction. So right. there's a little bit more math that goes into every single photo. So it, it, it and does And you're talking about a lot of photos. I mean, for a complex map, you could have, well, 500, easy. Yeah. A couple thousand, maybe. Well, think about it like this too, Rob. If you're getting paid, let's say, 200 bucks an hour, uh, just as total random, not relevant number, don't think it is. 
let's say you're getting paid 200 bucks an hour and you could finish the flight with a Phantom in 15 minutes or finish the flight in 38 with a Mavic 2 Pro, would you say that you're actually making less money per hour? Well, of course you are. And, and that's even just sort of the micro perspective um, because you have to think of it more macro in terms of how these things add up over time when you add the processing. And then you think about, okay, what can I accomplish in a day that gets me into an entirely different sort of perspective on my business the next day? Because we all know that it's really fascinating to think about this stuff in terms of how it actually affects your business, because it's not just about three times as long to acquire the data. Mm-hmm. It's about, okay, I could have accomplished the entire job in a day, let's say. And I don't think this is necessarily hypothetical, although we'll treat it as it is or as if it is. Agreed. And then as opposed to if you don't use the appropriate drone, that's going to go into the next day. Whereas that next day, maybe you're working on your business. And it's always the processing backlog, exactly what you're saying, right? If you're trying to fly, let's just say two missions in a day with the Mavic drones or the drones that have that linear rolling shutter, you are now taking longer to process the imagery to create the model or map. And then you essentially run into additional days where with a, you know, a Phantom, for example, you could process process all those maps in one day and the computer's freed up and you're not backlogging into the next days. Now, I know this is more of a high volume kind of dilemma, but we're going to assume that you as a business owner want to be efficient and effective and take on volume business that we're not just thinking about a one mapping mission a week, you know? Yeah. And it definitely is um, more of a volume dilemma. But I think part of the point I'm making is it's not necessarily just volume driven. It affects you even at a low volume fairly substantially. So it is frustrating to hear people say you can totally map with a Mavic 2 Pro or now a Mavic 3 because you're just not analyzing the whole picture if you say that. Yeah, I feel like a great calibrated question for those wank salesmen is, uh, well, how do you (laughs) how do you expect me to map at scale? You know, I would love to hear some of the random wonky answers that work more hours, Paul. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) This is about working smarter, not harder. Apparently it's not. Well, let's get into these questions. So number one, can the drone operate on numerous third-party softwares? This is the crux of what's wrong with the Mavic 3. Now, I would like to optimistically assume that DJI is going to open up the SDK on this drone and we can do mapping with it. But as of right now, we cannot do that. The SDK is not open. They did not give any mapping software or platform access to it, which normally from our experience, they have access to it months in advance so that when the drone comes out, they can roll out the third-party software to fly your double grids, fly your orbits, do your free flights, do a single grid, uh, et cetera. And that has not happened. And because that has not happened, I, in my uh, maybe not so wise uh, business skills, would say, don't hold your breath. Don't wait for DJI to open up the SDK and then all of a sudden it can map. I mean, how how many times have we learned this lesson the hard way where even they do launch the SDK and it takes months for the platforms to actually be able to uh, work mapping missions without glitches, without 
other issues. So when I say, can the drone operate on numerous third-party softwares, the other reason that I bring this up is for that exact same issue, Rob, it's those glitches, right? Can I operate it on Pix4D Capture? Can I use Measure? Can I use Maps Made Easy? Can I use uh, some of these other applications? Because you do always want a backup. And not every mapping, there is no perfect mapping application, in my opinion, because there's no mapping application that has free flight, what you see in Pix4D Capture, but also has terrain awareness. Give me one that has that, because they don't exist. And I can do it on my phone. That's the thir third caveat. But going back into these questions that you should be asking when you want to buy a mapping drone, number two, can the drone camera be read by the drone mapping software? If we go into the rules of ground sampling distance, there's three variables to the rules of GSD, and one of them is focal length. And so if the software does not know the calibrated focal length of the camera, it can't effectively read the photos and actually process the imagery accurately. So question one, can the drone operate on numerous third-party softwares? Question number two, can the mapping software such as Pix4D Mapper actually read the camera and be able to work with the imagery? Which again, with hmm. the Mavic 3, no one has that, so the answer is no. Third question, does the drone offer a mechanical or global shutter? We already talked about the importance of a, of a drone like the Phantom 4 Pro version 2 that has the ability to do that because simply it allows us to scale and it allows us to uh, have a, an effective business that can take on lots of work, okay? Um, it also doesn't make us look like schmucks and give away our time for a third of the price. That said, question number four, what is the cost of a mapping mission with this drone? I was trying mm. to add another uh, caveat because we kind of have done this type of show before. Maybe not exactly, but something similar. Right. And the reason that I brought this up is the example of the Inspire 2 versus a Phantom 4 Pro. Can you map with an Inspire 2? Yes. X4S is phenomenal. Uh, it's the same camera as the Phantom 4 Pro version 2. But also, if you're doing complex 3D modeling, you can use the X7 now, which is phenomenal for complex 3D modeling. And so, but then you have to say to yourself, okay, well, how many of my jobs are going to be modeling versus how many of my jobs are just going to be simple, quick, uh, ortho mosaics, right? And you think of the X4S on the Inspire 2. The pro is that you can fly on windy days. You have more flexibility of flights. The con is that every single flight costs you more, right? Let's assume that we yeah. only get 70 cycles out of our batteries. Well, a pair of batteries is going to be approximately $400 for an Inspire 2 versus $189 and now even cheaper for a Phantom 4 Pro version 2. And so you have to ask yourself, what is the cost of goods sold, the COGS? What am I actually spending for every single flight that I'm out uh, ripping? Now, Rob would probably say, well, Paul, you should probably do this calculation for training here at DroneU. And I would say, Rob, you're right. Well, I thought you would say, no, Rob, you should do the calculation. <laughs> you are the finance guy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think that's important because what is the true cost per flight? Um, and, you know, you just really can't go wrong with the Phantom. Uh, it has the longest endurance that I've seen uh, that you can fly on a mapping mission. Can At you least... still get Phantoms, though? Yeah. New mm -hmm. ones? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, they were available. Uh, we checked in the last mapping class because Forrest wanted one. Oh. Yeah. And so we literally went online right there, right from DJI. So, That's which good. I think That's is also, hear. also another sign that maybe the Mavic 3 is not for mapping. 
I mean, it definitely has the camera to do it, in my opinion. And even with the leaked data that we saw out of China, it might offer a mechanical shutter, even though the technical specs illustrate it does not. Um, but uh, anything is possible. And uh, yeah, well, I guess time will tell. But what I'm telling everyone, if you're planning on doing mapping, don't hold your breath and wait for DJI to uh, enact SDK. It may happen or it may not. And do you really want to uh, negate business opportunities because you don't have the equipment to do the job? Yeah, and you have to ask those questions. But brass tacks, David asked, should I return my Mavic 3? I mean, there are variables that we don't know relative to his his world and his business and his budgets and so forth. But with a few assumptions, what do you think? Um, I think it's always good to have a backup. I mean, it's not going to map. So if he needs something stellar for inspections, the dual camera is really powerful for that. Um, I think that this drone, while it doesn't have as many offerings as previous models, to be honest, and I really mean safety features, um, Honestly, I would say no. I would say don't sell it because there's a lot that you can do with that drone for marketing, for video, for photos. It does have an incredible sensor. And so honestly, I would say no, don't sell it per se, but I definitely would buy and augment my existing fleet by having something like a Phantom or Inspire 2. And, you know, again, when if you think about the cost of the Mavic 3 Cinna, and as soon as we actually have the Sony Airpeak hit the market, that might be a totally different calculation. Because you think about having yeah. a much larger camera with a much larger megapixel count and a larger sensor, and the cost of conducting missions is going to go down significantly because you're not going to have to fly as long. You know, you're not going to have to do as much. So uh, I think that's a different calculation for now, my friend. I'd say don't sell it. I would say there's a lot of viable jobs that you can conduct with this bird. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, tell me, uh, uh, other than the Enterprise drone, a camera that you have a gorgeous wide camera and a super zoomed in camera all at your fingertips to adjust and to, to yeah. cycle between. That's that's a powerful feature. Right. And and to be fair, you can still practice and get, because you said you were brand new to the business, you could still do some mapping with it and yeah. learn it, right? And kind of practice work. Uh, this. I mean, you're going to have to fly manually, number one. No. Th oh, that's true. The SDK. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I, was, I guess I'm thinking of Mavic 2 Pro. Um, cause it doesn't even, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm like, well, I, and I say, th I say that too, because right. I already told Rob later today, I am going to try to fly it manually and fly it, yeah. try to fly a single grid manually and try to process images just to see if I can get it to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's just having that empirical knowledge, which yeah. I believe trumps anything on the internet, frankly. Um, and, and so I am going to try it, but as of right now, Mavic 3, not for mapping. Yeah, just can't map, period, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, well, and we've heard some people talking about possibly a pro, but that's just conjecture. I get that, but I wonder... We'll see. We will see. I, and I mean, again, if you don't buy the Cinna and you get the Mavic 3 Fly More combo, it's not a bad price point. Um, in yeah. fact... As I sit here with this Mavic 3, I'm like, what are the real benefits of having the Cinna? Okay, the onboard SSD, woo. Okay, uh, shooting raw, okay. 
But again, you're not going to be flying a Mavic 3 on set. Like, they're going to be like, no, 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 we need an actual camera sensor. So, I mean, how much grading of raw footage are you really going to do? Because one thing that I learned over time is that uh, there are very few editors that I've worked with on a corporate level that actually care about that. They want the best image quality right out of the camera. And oftentimes that is the uh, interpolated, a.k.a. the uh, color calibration was done there's no shooting in raw and then coloring it later. Yes, I know those clients do exist, but in my experience, I would say a vast majority are not going to that level. And the reason why is taking that footage from raw into something, uh, into a timeline that's color graded and whatnot, just adds cost to the editing process. So a lot and of time, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, yeah, the image quality is so good out of it. You know, we'll stick with this. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's personal preference, frankly, but... Honestly, you the the I really need to read you the value proposition article on the M3 because uh, it's it's definitely changed. It's it's not anywhere what I had assumed. So yeah, yeah, and not to mention we still most people are still watching things on their phones. Yes, and such so, a good point, Rob. Yeah, I mean, yes, a lot of people have 4K TVs, but we don't use them for this. No. Wow. On that actual bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. <laughs> Rob just dry, blah, blah, blah. I can't even say it. Just drops the mic. I love it. It's a, it, but I mean, seriously. It's true. It's still true. And I think it's going to be for the foreseeable future. And, and Gavin made that point a long time ago about the air too. So he's like, everyone's looking on their phones. What does it matter? I'm yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so much for the X7. Damn it, Gavin. <laughs> so, well, okay. So no, no, what, no. well, hold on. No, 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 no. There is a, a very, very important thing that the X7 does that no other DJI product does. Do you know what it is? I don't. The UHD, the 2.44 to 1 aspect uh, ratio, oh, native okay. in camera. So very yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's why it's used on set. I mean, I've worked on multiple Netflix movies. You could see the footage on your Netflix. Um, and it, I mean, it's that ultra wide yeah. format. <laughs> I yeah. just give you a heart. <laughs> but I appreciate it, Rob, because without that, I would be a weakling. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but thank you again uh, for joining us. If you are looking to buy a mapping drone, no, we do not sell them and never have, never will. But don't forget those four questions. Can the drone operate on numerous third-party softwares? Can the drone camera be read by the mapping software? Does the drone offer a mechanical or global shutter so that you can map at scale and not sell yourself short, literally? And then what is the cost of a mapping, each mapping mission with this drone, i.e. what is the cost per battery or pairs of batteries? And then is that cost worth it to have a more powerful drone that can fly in windier conditions? Because there are some areas in the United States and in the world where you would need an Inspire because you just have constant winds and whatnot. So having that uh, additional capability does matter in specific regions, but it's very unique to where you are. So Yeah. But I think we did a really comprehensive job at answering that question. I hope so. But as always, follow-up questions are welcome. AskDroneU.com. Thanks again for joining us, and thanks for becoming a member to support this show. We appreciate all of you, and we appreciate the opportunity to help you. So this is Ask DroneU. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. 
We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.